Hey y'all, welcome to Unapologetic Faith. I'm your host, Sonya Taylor. I'm a wife, mom, registered nurse, and transformational life coach. After getting serious about my walk with Christ, I had this overwhelming feeling to share the word of God, but not only to share it, but to explain it in my own unique way where people could actually relate to it because that was once my struggle. What I did not expect was to get a little opposition when I started sharing my faith. But for me, that just kind of added fuel to my fire. As a result, I have gotten more bolder and more confident and fearless about sharing my faith. If you have a desire to grow your relationship with God, understand his word, and be bold and confident and fearless in your walk with Christ, Unapologetic Faith has you covered. Let's get started. Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Unapologetic Faith. I'm your host, Sonya Taylor. So has anyone ever felt like you've been overlooked by people or do you feel even overlooked by God? Um, If you have, I just want to let you know that God sees you. I know with all the people in the world, millions and millions of people in the world, I know I've often wondered, does God really see me? And so when I read this story, um, which is in Genesis 16, there are two things that I learned. One thing that I learned, well, the first thing that I learned is that you cannot run away from your problems all the time. You have to confront them. And just because you confront them doesn't mean you have to be a confrontational person or doesn't make you a confrontational person. And the second thing that I learned is that God sees me. It doesn't matter who you are, where you where you're from, what you look like, what's your socioeconomic status, how much money is in your bank account. God sees you. He sees everyone. He sees all of his children. And I just want to say that if you haven't read the story of Abraham and Sarah, please go back and read it. It's a wealth of information in there. And right here around Genesis 16 is where the story gets really messy. <laughs> and um, you need to read it. So it starts out with, um, well, I'll just give you a little backstory. Um, God told Abraham and Sarai um, that they were going to have a baby. Well, they didn't really believe God they doubted him and so because Sarah doubted what God had said she tried to help God out (laughs) and so what she did was she gave her um, Egyptian servant to her husband so that she could have a baby um, through through her that way well let me just tell you um, (laughs) that was not uncommon back in the days of the Bible for a woman to do that um, if she were if she were not not able to have kids but (laughs) God told her that he was going to give her a child but because she didn't believe him she wanted to help him out and so There are several lessons that I learned from that. But what I really wanted to focus on, because uh, this the I felt like the Holy Spirit just kept prompting me to talk about this because we hear about Sarah and Abraham all the time. But the person that we do not hear about is Hagar and Hagar was a servant. And so if you think about it and I'm not saying that she was a um, she was not in a place of. 
she was not in a high place or considered to be in a high place because she was a servant. You know, Abraham was wealthy and he had a lot of money and um, things. So I'm thinking she didn't think that much of herself. And because she didn't think that much of herself, she didn't think that God saw her. But um, I want to give you um, start at the scripture, um, Genesis 16, 9. And this is where Abraham is telling um, Sarah that she needs to deal with Hagar. And so Abraham replied, look, she is your servant. So deal with her as you see fit. Then Sarah treated Hagar so harshly that she finally ran away. And then it says the angel of the Lord found Hagar beside a spring of water in, in the wilderness along the road to Shur. And so I just want to say this, um, anytime that you see wilderness in the Bible, um, it's going to even mean a waiting period or preparing period, or it's um, the wilderness is considered outside of God's um, will. So um, just kind of keep that in mind as you're studying the Bible, um, because we always want to be in alignment with what God's word say, and, and we want to be in his will doing things within his will and this was definitely outside of God's will because he had already told Abraham and Sarah that they would have a child and so verse 8 says the angel said to her Hagar Sarah's servant where have you come from and where are you going I'm running away from my mistress Sarah she replied the angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit to her authority. Then he added, I will give you more descendants than you can count. So the angel um, of the Lord was telling her to go back and face Sarah and face her problem, basically telling her to confront her problem. And I know that <laughs> this can be hard for some people um I know definitely for me because I'm not a confrontational person so that was something that kind of spoke to me because um since I have been on this journey um of getting closer to God I've had to confront things that I didn't necessarily want to confront and and it's always because I thought oh if I say something about this it's going to start an argument or if I um, don't use the right words or if something comes out the wrong way, you know, the person is going to feel attacked. But what I have learned is that if you do not confront things, it starts to bother you and eat you up on the inside. So sometimes you do have to confront things. And again, you don't have to be confrontational to confront things. And the best thing that you can do is you can pray about it first and ask God to help you with it. And which I found has be the has it has been the best thing. So before I react to something or before I want to confront something and it doesn't matter whether it's with your kids or with your spouse or with your co-workers there is a way to do it. Um, and I know sometimes it's hard to have uncomfortable, uncomfortable con conversations with people, but you just have to do it. Hey, if you're a new believer and you just don't know where to start studying your Bible, listen, I got you covered. I created a really simple and easy to understand Bible study guide. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes to download it. 
enter your name and email address. It's just that simple. Please don't miss out. Um, download your free study guide today. And in the long run, it helps you even if there isn't necessarily a agreement or you can agree to disagree. Um, it's better for you to get things out and to confront it than to let things fester on the inside of you. And so in my Bible description, it says that Hagar needed to work on her attitude towards Sarah, no matter how justified it may have been. It said that running away from problems rarely solves solves them. Um, it is wise to return to our problems, face them squarely, accept God's promise of help, correct our attitudes and act as we should. And so that to me is very good advice. Um, and it says that God that you can um, accept um, and get help from God to face the problem. And now I take comfort in knowing that whenever I have to confront someone or something that, you know, I can go to God for help and I can ask him, hey, God, I really need your help. You're going to have to give me the words to say this time, because if I say what I really want to say, it's not going to be good um, and it's going to start an argument and that's just not good. So make sure before you confront anyone about anything that you take it to God in prayer and ask him what should you do about the situation or how should you handle it or even ask him to give you the words to say I've done that several times and let me just tell you um it works that prayer works y'all it really does and I think when you um, go to God in prayer and you ask him to help you it there is a sense of calmness that you have even if you confronting the person even if it doesn't go the way that you want it to go or the way you think it should go you are still left with this sense of peace because you've gotten whatever it was off of your chest and it's no longer you know um, festering in on the inside of you Okay, and so the next thing that I learned um, when I read this, and if you skip on down to Genesis 16, verse 13, it said, Thereafter, Hagar used another name to refer to the Lord who had spoken to her. She said, You are the God who sees me. She also said that I have truly been, I have truly seen the one who sees me. So that well was named Beer Lahore. Lahoy Roy, which means well of the living one who sees me. It can still be found between Kadesh and Bered. Y'all forgive me. I cannot pronounce that name in the Bible. Um, there are a lot of things in the Bible that I cannot pronounce. So just please just give me some grace. Okay. But reading that, it made me think that, you know, no matter what we think of ourselves or um, how low or high we think of ourselves, God sees us. And also, I want to remind you, if you go to Matthew um, chapter 10, verse 31, it says that, well, actually, verse 30, it says, and the very hairs on your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. 
So God sees you and he knows the number of hairs on your head and that should be comforting to anyone. And I know that in the world that we live with all the social media and all the things, you know, we see people who have, you know, all these followers and they're taking trips and they're doing things and you're wondering, oh God, you know, what about me? (laughs) You know, and I just want to say that if you don't hear anything that I say, there are a lot of people who have tangible things. They have cars, they have houses, they have money, but a lot of them don't have God. And I'm telling you, if you don't have God, you really don't have anything, you know, a car (laughs) and a house and clothes and shoes, um, cannot feel that void in your life that God feels. And I know people think that the more that they have or the more um, that they can buy or the more money that's in their bank account that they'll be happier. And I can promise you this, you won't. (laughs) Please listen to me when I say that because there are a lot of people in this world who have um, things and I work with some of them. Um, they have all the things in the world, but they don't have joy. They don't have happiness. And when they don't have it, then they try to ruin yours or either they, they wonder like, why, you know, how could they be laughing and having fun and doing all these things when they don't have as much as I have? I'm telling you, there are some people that literally think that way. So, um, please know that God sees you. And it does not matter, you know, who you are, where you're from, um, or what's in your bank account. God sees you and he loves you. And um, that's all I have for this week's podcast. And I hope that this is, I hope that someone has listened to this and um, really know that God sees you and that he loves you. In Genesis 131 verse 31, it says that then God looked over all he had made and he saw that it was very good and evening passed and morning came marking the sixth day. So God looked back over everything that he had made and that included human beings because he said it says that so God created human beings in his own image. So he's saying that whatever he has created is good. So please know that God sees you and he thinks that you are good, even if nobody else does. OK, that's it for this episode. Thank you guys for joining me again this week. I will see you on the next episode. Bye.